we come now to consider God's word, let us pray. God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're a God who speaks. We thank you that you speak today through your word. And as we come humbly before you now, we ask that you would speak, that we would hear what you're saying to us as individuals and as a congregation, and that we would be quick to run to obey you and find the fullness of life that you've planned for us. And we pray in Jesus' name. A recent report um, published in England, there was a big fanfare surrounding this report, but it established very clearly um, that the high incidence of housebreaking, the high incidence of burglary was related to drugs and alcohol abuse. Now thousands of pounds were spent, uh, hundreds of hours um, put into to, to, to producing that report. And I would guess that it would come as absolutely no surprise to you to discover that um, people with addictions to drugs or to alcohol um, are, are key players when it comes to housebreaking um, to feed their habit, to feed their, their, their drink addiction. So it's no big surprise that drugs and addiction are linked into housebreaking. What may come as a, as a surprise um, is that housebreaking is a picture used by Jesus to describe the work of the kingdom of God. And uh, I think we're going to have a... We're having indeed. Jesus used that image of a housebreaker to defend his own ministry, to explain the nature of his own ministry to those who didn't understand. And the picture is uh, of a house filled with valuable possessions which is broken into. It's not that the house is empty or undefended. It's that the one who's breaking in is strong and powerful and is able to overcome a man who's already strong and powerful. So you've got one strong man in a house with all his possessions around him and a stronger man who breaks into the house and takes his possessions from him. And Jesus teaches that the strong man is Satan, that his possessions are people loved by God. And that he himself, Jesus, is the stronger man who breaks in and liberates those people who are of great value to the Lord. Jesus' ministry was a ministry of breaking in and taking from Satan those he possessed, those he owned. Valuables, people, precious to God. And our work as the followers of Jesus is to be about the same kind of activity. Not stealing TVs and videos and DVDs, but breaking into the strong man's house to, to take from him precious people for God. And this image is a powerful image. And it talks about a strong man. Satan, powerful. And Jesus is reminding us that being involved in the work of the kingdom of God is not an easy thing. Jesus is giving us a reality check. If we are going to do this work of breaking into the strong man's house, we have to take account of the fact that the man in the house is strong. We have to take account of the fact that Satan is strong. We have to take account of the, that the powers of evil are active and strong and powerful. And you've only got to look around you to see how true that is. You've only got to look around you to see how many people are trapped by addictions, trapped by materialism, 
trapped and unable to break free by themselves. That's the bad news, but there's good news. There's a strong man in the house, but outside, there's a stronger man. Jesus comes as our deliverer. Jesus comes as the one who has power and ability from God the Father to take from Satan what he's holding on to with all his might. And so on the one hand, Jesus gives us a reality check. The work of the kingdom is difficult work. It's taxing work. It's challenging work. It doesn't come easy to us. But reminds us on the other hand that we have with us the spirit of Jesus. If we belong to Christ, the spirit of Jesus is in us. And that power is stronger. And though we in the, in the world's eyes may look weak, though the church in the world's eyes may look weak, because the spirit of Jesus is in us, we have the power to liberate those who are held fast by the powers of evil. And it's the, it's the gospel that sets people free. And this image shows us that the work of the kingdom of God is active and not passive. I suspect that one of the problems in the church is that we're inclined to sit around waiting for the strong man's possessions to fall into our lap. This image, this picture that Jesus uses reminds us that the work of housebreaking, I think there's an act of not passive. We got there. Okay. Paul's on a big bonus today if all this technology works. This image reminds us that, that, that we are to be active, not sitting around in church waiting for people to come to us, not sitting around at, hope, at home waiting for people to knock on our door and ask about the gospel. We are to be out about the business of housebreaking. We are to be out about the business of, of looking for people, of engaging them, developing relationships with them, bringing the gospel into their lives. The image here is an image of effort, of perseverance, of creativity. I remember hearing a story about uh, a very famous uh, motor firm who developed this, this fantastic high-tech anti-theft uh, device. Uh, it was a vacuum lock, uh, and this was completely new, groundbreaking technology, uh, and was, was thought to be the end of all the problems in relation to um, car theft until somebody discovered that if you cut a tennis ball in half and put the tennis ball over the lock and hit it, it creates a vacuum and the door flies open. Creativity. The creativity of those who want to take things from you is incredible. The lengths they go to are incredible. We are to be, we're to have the same kind of attitude, the same kind of outlook, the same kind of approach. Creative, thinking about how we're going to do things, persevering until we're successful, not giving up at all. Jesus wants us to be in the work of taking back people who are precious to God for the kingdom of God. It's active. We've got to do taking. We've got to do breaking. We've got to do wrestling. That's what God is calling us to do. And the work of the Board of Mission in Ireland is about that, about that work of, of encouraging us, of encouraging us to be active the Board of Mission in Ireland are, are, are saying that, that, that we've got to move from maintenance mode to mission mode. And what they're saying is basically we can't just sit about keeping the wheels turning. We can't just sit about uh, at, 
allowing things to just trundle on as they're trundling on. We've got to go into mission mode. We've got to change our direction. We've got to get up and go out. A new minister coming to a church was amazed to discover that the Sunday school started at 10 past 2 on a Sunday afternoon. And he thought it was a bit odd. Why on earth would you start at 10 past 2? And he asked members of the session and, and everybody looked at one another and they scratched their heads and they didn't know. Uh, and uh, he asked different people in the congregation and nobody was able to come up with an answer until one old man, a, a man in his 80s who remembered the early, early days of the church, uh, he provided the answer. The Sunday school started at 10 past 2 because the tram used to get in at 2 o'clock and the kids needed 10 minutes to get from the tram to the Sunday school. And 50 years after the tram stopped running, the Sunday school still started at 10 past 2. How often in churches do we do the things we do for a reason that relates to, to the way life used to be long ago and is completely unrelated to how life is now? The Board of Mission in Ireland is trying to encourage us to see that society is changing all around us at a fantastic pace and that so often we are doing things the way we do them for reasons that have disappeared into history. In the, in the report of the Board of Mission in Ireland that went to the Assembly this year, they're saying that, that Ireland is going through a period of unprecedented change, that the Republic is vibrant, economically booming, but that its life is increasingly post-Catholic and pluralist and secular, and that in the North, political uncertainties still cause problems that a Protestant heritage that, that, had been, uh, that, ha, that has had a huge impact in, in Northern Ireland for so many years is fading fast. And that the church is called to confront these new realities, to cope with these new realities, and to bring the good news of the gospel to the people of our day in a way that's relevant to the people of our day, in a way that addresses the issues that the people of our day are addressing, and in ways which are appropriate to the kinds of people we're working with. It's not enough to base church on the tram timetable any longer. We need to be thinking about how church has to be done in the 21st century. And of course, that's easier said than done, isn't it? It's easy to, to, to diagnose the problem. It's much more difficult to come up with the solutions how do you do that? What changes need to happen? And what changes would be simply change for change's sake? And nobody wants that. Board of Mission in Ireland is saying that today, today's new Ireland presents an exciting challenge which calls for prayer, commitment, love, biblical ministry, and conservative and radical teaching and application which is alive in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Board of Mission in Ireland has been, has been focusing its attention on three key areas. They've been looking at their own working structures, recognizing that the Board of Mission, as was previously um, established, wasn't actually particularly effective in, in, in responding to the challenges. And so there are internal changes within the Board itself. Lots of hard work going on there, and many gifted people making an effort there. There's also been an attempt to try and draw up a strategy for mission to ask the Lord to, to provide vision for his church, 
to ask the Lord to, to, to show us where the opportunities are and how limited resources are to be allocated. And so the Board of Mission in Ireland have been working away at trying to find out where God is working and then throwing resources at that. The kinds of things that God is blessing and then trying to multiply those uh, and share those with other congregations. It's a genuine attempt to respond to a changing situation, a genuine attempt to encourage us to be involved in a more effective and relevant way in proclaiming the gospel to a new Ireland which still needs the same saviour it always needed. And one of the key planks in the work of the Board of Mission in Ireland and its vision for the future is the local congregation. The local congregation under God is the hope for the world. That might make you take a deep breath and begin to become very anxious. But God has specifically chosen the church and ordained the church to be the, the primary means of ministry in a local area. And so the Board of Mission Ireland is seeking to encourage congregational life, helping congregations to look at their own situation and do what they can um, to, to, to make the most of their strengths and to, and to worry away uh, and eliminate some of their weaknesses. The vision for local congregations is that they would be vibrant communities of Christ serving and transforming Ireland. Is that your vision for Kirkpatrick? That you would be a vibrant community of Christ which serves this local area and is an agent for change used by God to transform this local area for Christ. That's the work of the Board of Mission in Ireland. Um, there's lots more that I could say and probably should say. There are a whole lot of other ministries that, that come under the, the auspices of the Board of Mission in Ireland, like the Combe Mission, like Nightlife, like the Shankill Mission, like Church Extension, where I'm a minister. All working in different ways um, to try and, uh, and share the gospel in the situations and opportunities that arise. But I want to just illustrate what the Board of Mission in Ireland is doing by showing you a few slides of my own congregation. Bally Sally is a church extension um, charge after nearly 30 years. Normally what happens is that a, a church extension charge is established and after maybe seven or eight years it becomes a full congregation and then it supports itself financially and in every other way. But Bally Sally is located in a very difficult area in, in the top um, in the top 25 most socially deprived areas. Um, and it's still church extension after, after so many years. So the Board of Mission in Ireland have been encouraging the work in Ballysally and supporting it. And uh, I want to just show you a few slides. Hopefully this is going to run smoothly.
Ali Sally is an area recognised um, to have many difficulties. Um, there's a strong paramilitary influence in this state. There's a high incidence of alcohol addiction. There's a growing drugs problem. There are many families which are broken and shattered. Um, there have been problems with uh, sexual abuse of children uh, and neglect. Um, in cold rain terms, Bally Sally is the place that most people are trying to get away from. And yet in the church, in the, in, the, in the estate, there's a little church and a group of people who love Jesus and are seeking to reach out in Jesus' name to the people around them. At a time, the image that might have suited the church was that old Western image of the circled wagons and all the wild Indians on the outside and the church on the inside taking shelter. We want to dispel that image. We want to be a part of our community. We want to be involved in the life of our community. We want to influence our community for Jesus. There's lots of newspaper headlines identifying Bally Sally for all the wrong reasons. Just this month, um, we had an incident on the football pitches where a gunman came onto the football pitch and threatened one of, of the players who it turned out was a, a Sinn Féin activist. But the, the pictures in the paper were of a gunman and the headlines were Bally Sally. There have been pipe bombings, there have been beatings, there have been a number of murders. There's plenty of bad news. But thank God there is good news because God is at work. 
through his church, though it's small in number, though it's limited in financial resources, God is choosing for his own glory to use the weak, to draw people to himself. My hope for Bally Sally is that one day the newspaper headlines will be about the young people who are changing the estate, about the young people who are going from the estate to other countries to share the good news, about the young people who are standing up and making a difference in the estate, and the adults too. People who are clearly Jesus people. People who have a different agenda. People who are serving him and motivated by love rather than serving themselves and motivated by hate. The strong man's strong and we struggle. There are many, many disappointments and heartbreaks. We had one girl who, who, who came to faith in Christ had been struggling with alcohol addiction, went to Carlisle House um, and was sober for five years. And on the day when we started our, our, our alcohol addiction support group, she came to the first meeting drunk. It was a heartbreak. It showed us again the strength of the strong man. But he doesn't have the last word. And the power of Jesus is active in that girl's life. And though there, there's hassle and there's mess, Jesus is changing her. We have opportunities with young people. There are hundreds of young people in this state. And we have youth clubs where most of our, our kids come in and are not church kids. They're kids from this state. Maybe 40 or 50 on a very lively Friday evening. Opportunities for those young people to see Christ in the lives of the leaders. To hear the gospel in a way they've never heard it before. To have those stereotypes shattered where, where all Christians are like dot cotton. Opportunities to take them from, from a safe, fun environment to another stage where they begin to think about their own lives and the impact that alcohol and um, prom promiscuity have on their lives. The opportunity to think about what the gospel says about life and how Jesus' view on life challenges some of the views that they have. Challenging the idea that fullness of life is found in alcohol or drugs or, or, or sexual activity. Young people who are tough and hard to handle, but who are just kids and who are hurting inside and who need hope, who need a future, who need forgiveness, who need a purpose to live. And there are opportunities because of the work of the Board of Mission in Ireland, because of the contribution that you make to the United Appeal, there are opportunities to work with those young people. Some kids from, from horrendous backgrounds whose lives are twisted and spoiled from their earliest days who hear that there is hope, that there is a better way, that there is a future, a future that's rich, and full. Because we were limited in resources and limited in personnel, one of the things that we did early on was to establish a youth and community project and we set it up as a registered charity and, and using that as our base we sought to bring funding in from, from, from Europe, from other churches and, and from, from local government and through that funding we've been able to uh, provide a full-time youth worker and a part-time pastoral visitor. They were in some of the photographs. 
um, and they have enabled us to widen our, our, our impact and, and to, to, to widen our net a bit so that we're able to do more than we were able to do originally. We've been able to draw in some funding that's allowed us to, to, to um, equip our youth clubs and the various other clubs in such a way that they're more attractive for kids to come to and where we can take the breakages that are part of that work on board and go on. We've looked for ways in which we could bless our community. And one of the ways that, that we developed was Brainstormers Homework Club. There were some pictures of it. Um, where we work very closely with Bally Sally Primary School. And uh, we have the headmaster and the teacher there who, who would help with the evaluation of our work. We have members of our own congregation who help kids. And we have connect, we've made a link with the CU in Coleraine University. Uh, and, and that wee partnership is proving to be quite effective in helping kids develop their education. They would like us to do their homework. We promise to help them with their homework. And we do our best to keep it like that. Um, but we're wanting to reinforce the message that it is worth making the effort to get an education. We had the opportunity to have homework club in the primary school and we decided not to do that. We wanted to have it in the church so that it was clearly a work of the church. But also that the that, that, that kids could see in, in, in the church the, the big fellas who were playing football with them are coming along and helping them with their homework. The big fellas who are, who are rough and tough in the estate but who've been changed are now saying, don't match off school. Make a wee bit of an effort there. It's a way to show love to the kids, a way to reinforce the message that education is a good thing and a way for those children to see what Jesus is like in the flesh as they encounter the people who are helping them there. We set up a, an addiction support group because we have a lot of people in the estate who are struggling with alcohol addiction. Um, and we have, we have some people who come in and help with that. Um, we've been able to fund that through some European money as well. Um, the aim all, all along is to let people know that they are important to God because so many people think that God doesn't care about them. So many people think that they're not worth anything. So many people are just destroying themselves because they feel worthless. And we have opportunities to show them that that's not the case. We try to do some work with, with pensioners as well. We have a Footsteps Senior Citizens Club, and we're, we're doing the same thing, providing an opportunity for people to spend a wee bit of time together, have a bit of fun together, and get a wee bit of company and encouragement too. There's so much more that I want to tell you, but it's getting near lunchtime, I suspect. Um, maybe another day. What I want to say to you just in, in concluding is this. Um, the Board of Mission in Ireland are encouraging the church to be active, not passive. In Ballysally, we're doing our best to break into the strong man's house. The evidence of his power is all around us, but the power of Jesus is seen to be stronger. You and Kirkpatrick are in the same position as ourselves. You've got the same calling to reach into your community. There's hearts breaking across the street. There are kids who need a hope and a future down the road a bit. And God has called you to be his representatives to them. To show them that they matter. Not just to tell them if they happen to drop in, but to run after them and find them and communicate with them. That God loves them. And that life is far richer and fuller when it's lived with him than they could ever make it by themselves. 
I trust that God will encourage you and enthuse you and lead you into the joy of being involved in that work with him. And to his name be all the glory. Let's pray. God, our Heavenly Father, thank you that you call us to work with you. You don't need us. You could do a better job without us. But we're glad that you give us a part to play with you as you build your kingdom. Help us to find our part. Help us to do our bit. Help us to see you in action as you change our community. And to your name be praise and glory forever. Amen. And we're going to conclude our service now as we sing 644 at the name of Jesus. Every name is by. We're omitting verses 2 and 4. Yeah.